Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It is our first hump day without Humpty Hump Shock G on this planet. So let's just spill some out for Humpty Hump, who we lost last week, Shock G. That's right. right Sorry to start the show off on a sad note. I just well, thought of it. You know, I was going to say it's it's hump day, and then I was like, oh, oh Humpty Hump. Humpty Hump, Big I know around, it. shaking your rump. God, I was reading so many stories about him and just... Kind yeah. of like how influential he was behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's you know? too bad he didn't really, you know... Get to have a renaissance. Yeah. I know it. And at least Margaret, you got to see him at the uh, At the caboose, I yes. did. Oh, my girlfriend and I were laughing about that. We were like, oh, we were getting chased by men all night long. It was so fun. <laughs> um, and Margaret... What's new? And Margaret is 80 today. And Margaret. And Margaret. I wouldn't mind seeing her shake that... 80-year-old rump. Mm, she's pretty. Oh. She's gorgeous. Go, Annie. It's your birthday. And she loved Elvis. And he, he did. loved her. But oh. he'd committed to Priscilla. Since she was 15. That's right. Their scenes together in uh, Viva Las Vegas are pretty. So good. Oh, yeah. Those... Right? So good. Hey, I got to share with you okay. a notable obituary because people don't know this guy's name, but he, I mean, probably... Hackers and computer people know who this guy okay. is. His name is Daniel Kaminsky, and unfortunately, he died at the young age of 42 of diabetes ketoacidosis, basically wow. okay. kidney failure. Okay, And in 2008, he was widely hailed as a digital Paul Revere after he found a serious flaw in the Internet's uh, basic plumbing if you will, that could uh, allow skilled coders to take over websites, siphon off bank credentials, or even shut down the Internet. In, and in 2008, he alerted the Department of Homeland Security, Microsoft, and Cisco executives and other Internet uh, companies right. and helped spearhead the patch. So what he discovered is he a problem with the basic address system known as the domain. 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 No, domain name system yeah it, it, it's basically a dynamic phone book that converts human friendly web addresses into their machine friendly numeric okay. counterparts right Read and he it. found a way that thieves or spies could convertly manipulate that traffic so a person typing the website for a bank would be instead redirected to an imposter site that would steal the user's account number and his password and while this fix was his most celebrated um, contribution to Internet uh, security. He also discovered a big one in 2005 
with Sony BMG, um, where Sony Software, where they were combating piracy, was actually contributing to this big mass infection. Wow. And his childhood, um, uh, I mean, that's just kind of amazing that that went on until 2008 about the domain. But his childhood paralleled the 1983 movie War Games. Do you guys oh, yeah, remember yeah, that? Totally, with Matthew totally. Broderick and Ali Sheedy and Dabney Coleman. That's oh, right. <laughs> and he, Matthew is the teen who unwittingly accesses a U.S. military supercomputer. When Daniel Kaminsky was 11, his mom said she got a very angry phone call from someone who identified themselves as a network administrator for the Western United States. The administrator said, Hey, someone at your house is monkeying around in right. territories where you shouldn't be monkeying around. Without her knowledge, her son had been on military websites. And the administration, the administrator vowed to punish him by cutting off their internet access. And uh, he would make good on the threat. He would take out an ad. Or no, he would, he would take them permanently off. She said, if you do that, because she knew her son was crazy about the internet, she said she would take out an ad in the San Francisco Chronicle telling them about her son's easy access to Pentagon security. So they settled on a corporate punishment of no internet at their house for three days. Oh, hysterical. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then nearly, I like her threat back. Right back and nearly yeah. 20 years later, he wound up uh, saving the internet when he discovered the oh, problem with the DNS. That is a so, great... What's his name? Daniel Kaminsky. And so the electronic... And he was the original War Games kid. Kind of. He wow. really was. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, a group that promotes civil liberties, uh, said that he was a friend of freedom and embodiment of the true hacker. I love that. Yeah, because he was hacking for good, finding out what the problems right. were. Right. Hacking for good. I like that. Hacking for good. And then um, you guys have been on the Stone Arch Bridge, right? One yeah. of I most- read that Did story you see that? today, Uh-oh. that obit. This is a sweet obit. Yes. Yeah. So John uh, Sarna, who served in the Minnesota House from 1972 to 1996, he died um, April 20th. He was 86 years old. And... If county officials had have their had had their way, light rail trains might now be the main users of the Stone Arch Bridge. And, but uh, John Sarna, along with residents and historic preservationists, uh, they wanted it to be repurposed so pedestrians and cyclists could enjoy the sweeping epic area view of the Guthrie the River Place, the, the Stone Arch Bridge, the and waterfall. Yeah, Barbara Flanagan uh, called him heroic for saving the bridge. And Hennepin County bought the bridge in 1989, but it had been out of use for like 10 years. And uh, Representative Sarna told the Star Tribune 92, I'm a history buff. I grew up in northeast Minneapolis near the river. This Stone Arch Bridge is the only spot in Minneapolis where you can look around and see our beginning. So he got that. That is so, that, I saw that today and I thought that's a sweet story. That's a sweet, sweet story. Yes. And then in the music world, we lost a legendary recording engineer. His name is Al Schmidt. He was 91 years old. So good long life, but he won the most Grammys of any recording engineer. And he worked with everyone from Henry Mancini to Jefferson Airplane to Steely Dan to Jackson Brown. Wow. He's the most awarded uh, recording engineer in Grammy's history. He uh, worked with Henry Mancini on Moon River. He worked with um, Ray Charles, Paul McCartney. He did all the Jefferson Airplane records at Mm -hmm. the beginning, which people were just so crazy for. And uh, anyway, so... 
That's a long, that's a good, good long, long life. Good long life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, and, and not obit news. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I love that we celebrate. I mean, Lori, this is something that's so cool about you. I do. And like... I do read a bit because of you. Thank you. Um, because there's such good stories. And, um, and we this... need to remember people's I, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody who works with Steely Dan, uh, you know he's good because those guys were perfectionists. And... Were they? Oh, yeah. If you ever watched like, a documentary on those guys, they would make people redo and redo and hit these notes that they didn't think was were possible. And so, yeah, he must be, he must have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I just wanted to update people because this came across the ticker tape today. Yeah. The, the real, machine. The machine. The machine. It wasn't even on the machine because this is Minnesota specific. Um, the real ID driver's license was has been extended again. You don't have to get yours done till May of 2022 because it was going to be this fall and people right. are just too far behind only like maybe a fourth of Minnesotans have even participated in getting it updated. And I also just talked to the DMV today cause I was in there and my mom is waiting on a new handicap sticker. They're a little behind people. So just, did you, you know, guys get yours done? Yeah. I yeah. Lori did. I I've gone in for mine two times. And mm-hmm. did you have, didn't have the right line was you? too long. Okay. And another time I was on my way and then something happened. Yeah, you got to make sure you have like the right. You do. And I had it already, but I just. But yeah, imagine people. I mean, well, a lot of people thought that when they renewed their driver's license, they were automatically getting a real ID. So that that was. And I have a brand new driver's license from last year, too. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, thank you for that. Listen, we get back. It's our story we can't get enough of. And Leslie Jordan, how y'all doing? His book is out and he's been everywhere. We'll be back with that story. That is Leslie Jordan singing on his new gospel album uh, with Brandy Carlisle. Thanks for finding that, Rocco. Yeah, that's Angel Band off of the album Company's Coming. Company's Coming. And Leslie Jordan's new book is out. The name of the book is How Y'all Doing, which, of course, is his signature catchphrase that he used on Instagram when he became the king of Insta last March. Hey, hunker downers, and what y'all doing? Hey, y'all. So that's the name of his book, and he has written a book uh, before a, a memoir, but this is a book of essays, and just he's telling really some interesting stories, stories that wasn't told in his book, "My Life Down the Pink Carpet." Yeah, so here's Leslie Jordan. He was everywhere today. He was on with Michael Strain at GMA. He had a, a fabulous conversation with Tamron Hall. But we've got uh, audio with him sitting down with Michael Strain on uh, GMA this morning. You're 65 years young. Your birthday is on Thursday, so happy birthday to you. Everybody's clapping for you. We want to wish you a happy early birthday. So what would you say is a life well lived that you referenced in the title of your book? Well... I think that I try on a daily basis to practice acceptance, um, gratitude. Mm. I try to uh, stay in the moment. You know, I've reached a point in my life where I'm um, perfectly comfortable with who I am, what I am. So it's all kind of gravy. So it's a it's a wonderful time. You know, things are happening uh, that I never ever set out to do, like record a gospel album or. <laughs> You know, just whatever I feel like I want to do seems to come to fruition. So it's just a good time to be Leslie Jordan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, it is a good, be a good time to be you.
And and it is. And people, of course, know him from playing uh, his uh, Beverly Leslie on Will and Grace. Oh, if you've ever seen the classic cult classic film, Sordid Lives, he plays Brother Boy. He was on a Fox funny show with um, Vicki Lawrence a couple the, years the ago kids, on Friday the cool Night. Kids. The cool and now kids. he's on Call Me Cat with yes. Mialam. Uh, Mialam B- Maya Bialik. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was giving her a shortcut. Mialik. I was going to call I, her. I, Lori, I've off. <laughs> After all these years, I kind of love it. So um, let's play the next thing, that uh, the short clip that we have before we But you open, you open up in this book because you, you talk about struggling with your sobriety. You talk about coming out of the gay man. And we know that Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, they actually help, re, help you reunite with your mom during this time. So what would you like to tell the other people out there who may be going through the same thing? You know, you've got to, you've got to be honest. You've got to be true to yourself. Um, there's generations that are, are not as enlightened as we are. You know, there's generations that don't understand things. And even today, you know, I live in Los Angeles, so uh, I don't experience any homophobia. We're everywhere. <laughs> But you know, you go home or you go to back to some small town somewhere, and it's it's a it's around. But you've got to uh, you've got to be, be be confident in yourself, and you've got to love yourself, and uh, and on a daily basis, you've got to just stand tall. And that's hard to say for someone who's four foot eleven. Okay, so okay. you can tell that Michael didn't read right, the right, book at right. all because he the the story. Uh, that Leslie Jordan tells in his book, uh, what, hey, y'all, what y'all doing? What's it called again? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? About uh, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, and him is so much better than that. Yeah. So you could tell that Michael didn't even read the book at and all. And we would have, and I tried so hard to get him I know on, you did. and no one, I, this. It's I tried okay. so hard. I was so mad. So the story was is that uh, many years ago, uh, Leslie Jordan was in an AIDS event that raised lots and lots of money. And the event co- coordinators had the idea to pay respect to Bob Mackey. And of course, oh. Bob Mackey, who's done gowns for Cher yeah. and Margaret, Carol yeah. Burnett, you know, still living. And the idea was to have a bunch of supermodels parade down this um, runway wearing all of his iconic designs. And Leslie narrates this book, How Y'all Doing, which would be great. Yeah, I know. And it's getting, like, rave reviews, okay? So he he was just like, uh, and it was this brunch thing. And when he first moved to L.A., he does this little aside about He'd never been to brunch. He thought it was the most amazing word. And he just thought, brunch, I'm going <laughs> to brunch. do you remember your first one you ever went to? I yeah, thought, fancy. what is this? So he meets Halston. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Martin backstage. Okay. And he was very sweet, but he had a lot of things going on yep. with his mind. And he didn't fawn over me or anything, but Leslie writes that he was in Gay Boy Heaven. And he said, because he designed for every gay icon known to man. Mm-hmm. And he said, and as the hurly burly in this whole show was about to get a fever pitch, he was pulled aside and they said, um, Mr. Gar- Jordan, you've been, thank you for being here and you've been so giving, but we, m- Mr. Mackey, um, uh, you know, we're going to show the dress that Cher wore with the headpiece to the Academy Awards, but we thought it would be cute and funny to send you up first in another Cher costume. Oh, hysterical. Okay. And Bob will love it. Okay. And he said, I was pulling off my clothes before they even finished sure. the sentence. 100%. And he said, we quickly settled on a bizarre French-made costume from the old Sonny and Cher show. <laughs> my God, Cher must have been tiny back then. We struggled to shoehorn my fat little bottom into fishnet stockings in the exquisitely tiny-made costume complete with a perky maid's cap. For some unknown reason, they threw black army boots on my feet to complete the ensemble. Honey, I was a mess, but I went out there and the crowd went ballistic seeing me in Cher's French maid. It was a night to remember. And then he says, you know, I have my two identical twin sisters Mm -hmm. who are two years younger than me and they've run interference between me and my very conservative religious mom for years. And after the event... One of them called me up and said, oh, boy, Leslie, you've done it now. You're in this week's National Enquirer. You know that's Mother's Secret, don't you? Every Friday evening, she has a butter pecan ice cream, and she reads that magazine cover to cover. (laughs) And I thought, what on earth am I in National Enquirer for? And they said, it's a huge picture of you in drag and drag. And it was from that that, event. Oh, that's funny. And he said, and and I looked god-awful. I couldn't believe it. And, of course, this is years and years before Drag Race. And, anyway, Carrie Fisher... They were they knew each other, and he just said, um, "He said I'm in big trouble with my mama." And Debbie Reynolds called him and said, "Give me your mother's phone number. I'm going Stop. to call her and explain everything." And who, what mom wouldn't want to hear of Debbie Reynolds of that generation? That's right, Tammy herself. <laughs> That's oh my right. gosh! So That's I, so great. He also talks about he. The, rem- I don't know how he remembers everything. That's the well, thing. He's been sober now since the mid nineties. We, but I mean that helps a lot. And he, who knows if he's a journaling? But he, he must journal because there's no way he can remember all that stuff. I don't. I'm not going to get into a potato potato yeah, with you on that. But on his Instagram, he pulls stories out of. Everywhere, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And he's got a great story. He told Tamron Hall about him. He got out of Leslie Jordan, uh, the LA County jail. Uh, he was supposed to have a few more days, but Robert Downey Jr. was coming in and they needed his bunk. That's where they put the you know, famous people. And then he met Robert Downey Jr. like four years later on Ally McBeal. And Robert's like, Do I know you? And Leslie's like, Yeah, I wrote you a letter. And mm-hmm. left it for you, and we mm-hmm. sat together next to each other for seven hours before I was released at two in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, I want to read this book. Yeah, it feels so like it would bad. be a and great. And if you follow gift. us, Lori and Julie on Instagram, we just posted the last time that Leslie Jordan was in studio with us. We posted the picture from July 2018. You can see that too. All right. How- well, welcome back to this Hump Day edition of the Lori and Julia Show. We are delighted, Rick Nelson, who is the restaurant critic for the Star Tribune, is here to give us ideas. A week, 10 days before Mother's Day about where we're going to take our moms out to eat, what we're going to do. Hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. 
Hey, how are you? We're good. We are good. And, you know, I want to just tell you, I love your the thing that you guys do, the five best things the critics ate this week. I love that. Oh, thanks. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, it's just always, it's kind of fun little yeah, ideas. I'm like, oh, yeah, that place, that place. Anyway, and you're fun to follow on Twitter as well as reading the Star <laughs> Tribune. Well, I'm, thanks. Thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. By the way, I'm at Rick Nelson Strib if you want to follow me on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling people. All right. So, um, yeah, I think people, I think Mother's Day is, uh, you know, sneaking up on people. Yeah. It's a week from Sunday. And we thought rather than have you on next week when uh, things are getting full, we'd have you on early so people could, you know, really plan and put some effort into something for Mother's Day because we certainly didn't go out and enjoy it last year. No. And we very much missed it. Well, we sure it. didn't. Yeah. And, you know, so many people have been vaccinated now and are actually going out in public again. Yes. I was really ha- I was really happy to see that a lot of restaurants are opening up for brunch on Mother's Day, which is traditionally one of the biggest high-volume restaurant days of the year because, you know, people want to take mom out and, you know, and fet her. And um, so I was really encouraged to see that. On the flip side, if you don't want to go into a restaurant, there are tons of restaurants that are doing really cool takeout options, too. Um, we have a list of 63 ideas that you can that you can find throughout the Twin Cities at startribune.com slash taste. I saw that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, tell us some of the brunches. If you want to go in person, first of all, what is restaurant capacity at these days? Um, restaurant capacity, it's, it's limited. I think it's, is it 50%? Is it 75%? Anyway, it's, it's not 100%. Okay. Um, and so you have to keep that in mind. And so reservations, they might be tight, tighter this year because of that capacity issue. Right. And a lot of restaurants still aren't opening up. Or, you know, here's hoping that Mother's Day, I think it might be the latest that it can possibly be. And so maybe people will be outside, too. You know, here's hoping that some patios will be open. One of the things that I really loved, the trend that I saw, was that there are like a handful of places that are doing afternoon tea for Mother's Day. Oh. And I don't know if you're afternoon tea fans. I love going to afternoon tea. You know, where you, it's very relaxed. There's all, you know. Um, course after course of, you know, small little bite things, some savory, some sweet. Um, I find it a really uh, uh, conversation kind of inducing way to share time with one another and have something delicious to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, you can either do it in person um, at the Lynn Hall in Edina, which is at 50th and France, and that new development that's kind of behind um, uh, between 50th and 49th in France. I think it's called Nolan Mains. Okay. There's a bunch of new, anyway, there's a bunch of new um, retailers there, and there's the Lynn Hall, which is on 27th in Lindale, Minneapolis. They opened a branch there. And on Mother's Day, they're doing a formal tea. And I think, you know, it's a little, it's $65 a person, and it looks like it just goes on and on and on and on in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be really, you'll be really overwhelmed by the, by the, by the choices. Um, there's a place in Anoka that I really loved called the Mad Hatter. Have you ever been there? Have you ever heard of I, I have um, been to that tea house. It's a darling. It's really charming, right? Yes. It's super sweet. It's, you know, it's in this kind of park-like setting in this historic house that I think is maybe 150 years old. And they're doing a tea. I think it's four courses and it's $42 a person. Um, I don't think they do the tea service itself on their best asset, which is this really big screen porch. Mm-hmm. You can you can have lunch on the screen porch anyway. Um, and if the weather's nice, I think that's a really ideal thing to do. Um, one place that's doing um, uh, afternoon tea and it's um, and it's takeout is D'Amico Catering. 
Um, they're doing a, um, it's, it feeds six people. It's $185 and it looks really special. You know, tons of tiny little finger sandwiches of every variety and tons of little sweets and desserts and, and cookies and cakes and, you know, varieties of tea. It looks really lavish and it looks like something you could really set up at home and really dive into. I, I really love all of those ideas. All right. Oh, yeah. I love those ideas too. You know, there's tons of places that um, where we haven't been in a while where you that are opening up again for brunch. Tell One us. of them is W.A. Frost in St. Paul, which, you know, that's such a beautiful place to go. Yes, it is. In, in the, you know, it has those, it's in that historic building at Western and Selby. Is it Western Selby? Yes, yeah. um, it is. And, uh, and they have like, what, three or four kind of interconnected dining rooms. Yep. And I think I'm sure they've spaced it all out. They're starting their brunch service, I think, on Mother's Day weekend. Uh, they've been closed for quite a while. They kind of they kind of took a pause during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they're back in business. And they've um, got the beautiful outdoor place, patio, too. They have that beautiful patio. And I'm not sure if it'll be open for Mother's Day, but it could be. You know, it's, it's certainly worth a call. Right. Um, another another place that I really love that's been uh, that I don't know if they're resuming on Mother's Day their brunch services they've had it but the Lexington oh yeah you know that that classic Grand Avenue restaurant they're doing both a takeout and a dine in uh, Mother's Day option and I would highly recommend that one as well and you know there's a place in in Stillwater. I can't really vouch for the food because it's been so long since I've been there, but I really love the Lowell Inn. Yes. When's the last time you went to the Lowell Inn? Forever. Like, 15 years. Yeah. It has such a beautiful dining room. And um, I I just think that, you know, there's like a certain, it has a certain beautiful quality to it. And it looks like they're doing a really nice menu as well. So that might be something you want to check out. On the Minneapolis side, one place to think about is FEMA's in downtown Minneapolis. It's in the mm-hmm. old, uh, it's in that beautiful Art Deco space in, in City Center. It's one yes. of the most beautiful rooms in Minnesota. It really it's is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's spectacular. Um, you know, it's, it's all those mirrors and mint. It's like, you know, and if you've never been there before, you'll really, really blow mom away by taking her to that really special restaurant. And uh, David FEMA's a terrific chef, and I think you'd have a great time. Um, one place that I really love that is doing kind of a cool thing is the Birchwood, which is in Minneapolis on 25th Street, um, just west of the Mississippi River. On Saturday and Sunday, they're doing a plant sale with Riverbend Farms. So you can take mom and pick up plants mm. so you can do a little gardening. And then you can pick up a, um, a to-go brunch from there. And then so you can take plants. You can do a little planting, you can have a little brunch, and you can have the birch would take care of everything. What a great idea. I know, that place th- is so cute. It's so, and the food is good. Oh. Um, how about you do, I would imagine everywhere that could be open, but um, the place that I've just become so enamored of is I love that bungalow club. The bungalow, you know, I do too, and they have a great patio too. Uh, and if you don't know this restaurant, it's on East Lake Street. It may be... 4300 East Lake. Yeah. Um, a terrific restaurant. Um, if you're a pasta fan, you really got to check that place out. I don't know if they're doing a Mother's Day, but if they are, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. That patio is huge and it's so pretty. And even, you know, I like even just some of the, you know, basic places like Day by Day Cafe or some of the bakeries, you know, if you're, if your mom is not someone who wants a big fuss. I mean, there's a lot, there's so many great places to, Go out and, you know, at least take your mom out for breakfast. Oh, yeah. And if you want to do it up really big, 
there are a number of bakeries in town that are doing really cool special Mother's Day cakes and tarts. Oh. Um, places like Black Walnut Bakery on 32nd and Hennepin in South Minneapolis mm-hmm. or Marquis Patisserie Paris, which is on uh, University Avenue in Frogtown. Both exceptionally uh, fabulous bakeries doing really cool things for Mother's Day. We also have a list of those as well. You can find those at starttobean.com slash taste. With the uh, Mother's Day, the bakery ideas? Oh. With bakery ideas, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Julia, do we need to, uh, do I'm I need to send right one of your boys a picture no, of I a know. restaurant <laughs> called Reservation? I know. They, they made... They made, you know, cooks for me last year. But, yeah, this looks just lovely. You know, it's just so nice to go out and be waited on and be taken care of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know what? If you want to if you if you want to do the thing at home, uh, here's two. Here's two tips. One, there's so many restaurants doing really cool kits like Travail and Robbinsdale or Restaurant Alma in Southeast Minneapolis or Young Joni in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, and also, if you want to do your own cooking, um, next Thursday in Taste, we're going to be running a, a ton of great Mother's Day um, brunch recipe ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to cook for your mom, yeah, don't make your mom cook for you. I was just going to say, say, that doesn't sound that fun. <laughs> because a lot of people, I mean, I am so... I don't, we're sick of we're cooking. Sick we're sick of, of eating in. I'm sick of dishes. Yeah, I'm sick of it. we're just we're ready to spend um, the, the money we haven't spent all year in some nice restaurants. Yeah, I have to say I'm ashamed of my my cooking level. It's got it's it's just gone to the basement. It's so bad. I'm just like, yeah, I'm so sick of cooking. I yeah. think I think everyone is. Is the St. Paul Hotel, the St. Paul Grill, opening up anytime soon? Um, you know, I don't know that they are. I haven't heard anything about that. I can't say it for certain, but um, they haven't said anything recently. They That company operates a really lovely restaurant, though, in North Oaks called Tria. Yes, right. we've been restaurant? there. Yes, yes we've, we've been, been there, there many it's times. Great restaurant. It's yes. really charming, and they're doing a terrific Mother's Day brunch. That, If you're in the northeast suburbs, that would be one idea that I would definitely check out. Oh, gosh. All right, you've made us hungry. Yeah, you mission really accomplished. Have. Mission accomplished. All mission we have are cupcakes. I know it. Mission accomplished. I just we love. It's so good to talk to you. It's been a while. And and Rick, are 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 the restaurant uh, and and chef people, owners and chefs, are people feeling optimistic about everything? That's kind of the mood that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, people. I think springtime has a lot to do with that, and yeah. the warm weather again, and just the fact that people are getting vaccinated and, mm-hmm. and coming out again. And you can see it that more and more restaurants are reopening. I mean, Surly just announced that they're going to reopen probably on June 1st, and they'll be reopening that huge facility in right. Southeast Minneapolis. And they'll be doing that in stages. So they won't be opening up their kitchens right away, but you'll be able to go there and get beer in the, yeah. in the beer hall and in the garden. And then eventually they'll open their kitchens and they'll open their pizzeria again. And, you know, it'll all happen slowly over time. So I find that very encouraging. Yeah, well, you're going to be busy, busy, busy. Have you been going yeah, out, Rick? Um, I, I'm not fully vaccinated yet. Okay. So I have not been sitting in restaurants, but mm-hmm. I've been doing lots of takeout. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm so grateful for restaurants doing takeout because, like I, we were saying earlier, I'm so sick of cooking. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> I'm so sick of my cooking. Well, right, and yeah. you're and you're chefy, <laughs> and I like to cook, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not horrible at it. But a boy, am I sick of it. Yeah, yeah. we we hear. I you. think everyone feels the same way. Um, Rick, tell people how to follow you on Twitter again. Uh, you can find me at Rick Nelson Strib. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us. And of course, people, we encourage you to pick up a copy of the Star Tribune. Rick Nelson, thank you. 
Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right, listen, we come back. We've got some Hollywood and TV news. Uh, what television show jumped way, way up, and what daytime talk show is in dead last place? Drink Coronas with these guys at UMD. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Backstage when they performed. R.E.M. R.E.M. Back in the day. My girlfriend, uh, Barberry Babs, to yeah. her friends. We all know her, Babs. Her first cousin is Bill Berry, okay. the drummer. That's NRA. fun. So uh, what year was that? No. Uh, 80. 81? That would have been your... Yeah, 81. Was it 81? Yeah, I was 81. there. Lori and I overlapped a year. Yeah. I was only there one year. Right. She was fin- yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, you guys were both at college the same year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was, you know... A, she was graduating and I was a freshman. She was a freshman. Still, though, can you but imagine? I, yeah, do you, do you 81. think you were in the same room at the same time ever? That would have been crazy. No. No, because we tried to figure it out a little bit. <laughs> I was too much of a loser. Yeah, you basically were. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because my older freshman. sister. Yeah, we would have maybe been at been some, been of, the some of the same parties. Same parties because she was there, but not me and yeah. not Laurie and I. And mm-hmm. did you go out to any of the the dance? You know, the dance I places went across, like the, yeah, the Phoenix yeah. and the Cove, and we'd go across. The, oh so yeah, that's did where that. we might have. We might have run into each other yeah. there. Yeah. No, I was a big loser, Rocco. I can't even, I don't I can't even describe big. it. Oh, yeah. I was right, smoking well, you weren't sick. hanging out with R.E.M. backstage. No. And I, I was only hanging out with R.E.M. Because of Babs. Yeah. You know, and, and no, I was. Yeah. I was and that's how R.E.M. broke was college radio. For sure. It's and Flock they, of Seagulls. Same yeah, and some yeah. other people. We, we can never underestimate the importance of college, college radio. radio. Okay, so speaking of uh, something that is not a loser, Kate Winslet's mayor <laughs> so of Easttown. Was. Okay. Mayor of Easttown is definitely following then doing as a must see TV. And if there were water cooler conversations in offices, maybe as more people uh, get going this uh, past week uh, oh. with a double cliffhanger just season. <gasps> Or this episode is, two, and uh, there's only five more, but uh, that show jumped up 28% in one week. It's because we were talking about it. It's, so I, many I would people agree. were talking about it, and this is what happened with The Undoing. It got bigger every week. Right. And also HBO Max, people are signing up to stream it on that. It, it plays the exact same time, Laurie. Yeah, I know, time, but, yeah. but if people don't want to do the HBO subscription, sure. it's working to do the one month, you know. So the it's Max. a huge, huge hit because uh, the number um, uh, has gone up from a million to 1.2 million in just a week. That's great. All right. Did anyone watch um, Big Sky? And that Sky was last- up against the Oscars. Well, yeah, again. Just saying. Did anyone watch Big Sky? Last night, did you watch I did. it? O- I did. O M G. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, but go, going back to Mayor of Easttown, uh, that will be nominated for some Emmys because there's so much good acting in that. Well, she's so good. She's Kate amazing. Winslet, I've I've missed seeing. Uh, she's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, has she ever acted like this before? I mean, she's she's been in. She's the, like a. 
Pennsylvania no. ex-jock. She's got some pounds on no, her. No, we've mean, just... we've not seen her gritty like this. Yeah. Well, what and was the pl- one? The pl- reading room. She was nominated. Too. Yeah, but I mean that's yeah. historical. Yeah. She's done a lot of those. We've not seen her play a gritty detective no, in a blue collar town in America. Great, she's, she's great. great at it. And if you Google Kate Winslet, what comes up? Kate Winslet's moles. It wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just She's, me. Yeah, I got a lot of moles. Because I was wondering about him. Yeah. And I talked to you guys about this last week, and then I was just Googling her name again, and it just Is comes that up. your ADD that you focus on some weird stuff Pretty when much. you're watching stuff? Is that what you no, do? No, I just looked it up the first okay. week to see if they were making her look that way for the show. No, those are her real moles. I've, I... I could have told you that, but I was so appalled that we were having the mole discussion. I didn't want to encourage you. All right, now I'm Googling it. Yeah, I know. It'll come up right away. Okay, okay, so they're considered 13 daytime talk shows on network TV. And I'm counting Tamron Hall and, you know, other shows. 13 daytime talk shows. National. National daytime talk shows. And um, uh, the show that is in dead, dead last place down 27% from a year ago and the year before that in 2020 to 2019 the talk has been going down for a couple of years sure. you can't say it but the talk is in dead yeah last place ellen is third from the last who's second <sighs> maybe maury povich or okay. One of those, but I mean, Tamron Hall went up and Kelly and Ryan went up and The View went up. Those are the shows that, and Kelly Clarkson's gained a little bit or stayed about Mm -hmm. steady. But uh, anyway, some people are saying it's because Sharon left, but it has been going down. And to be, I think that they lost more people with Marie Osmond. Well, that was she was there a year ago. She was a big, she was a big win. Yes. And revolving doors are hard to keep up with in those type of shows. You know what I'm saying? Right. People so, like consistency. I think the talk is on life support and CBS is entertaining. I heard Jason say they should do match game. He would like match game. With Gene. Or Hollywood Squares. Oh, I liked match game so much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't know people did not tune in for his Jeopardy. Oh, I thought they did. No. They didn't? No. Well, you know, it the stunt casting for Jeopardy, if you're going to watch Jeopardy, I would just think you'd watch it no matter who it is. Yeah, and that's you would a think certain so. group of people. And I guess I would tune in for Jeopardy if Brad Pitt was the host. Exactly. Joy. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it enough for me. Exactly. I agree. But uh, big... don't one of you guys TiVo uh, I did. Jeopardy a lot? I no? did. I TiVoed it to get, you know, the final ones and then just to watch a little bit. And, right. And I've admitted to myself, I don't watch the show anyway. So even though there's all these other people on it, I'm not watching it anyway. Right. I don't have time. I would so much prefer to watch some other shows. Yeah. You know. I agree. I watched Amy Klobuchar last night on with um, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. There was some good She's got a new book out about antitrust. And she's like, we've, no one, she says, I need a movement. Mm -hmm. She's talking about all the big three, you know, that own the world as far as our computers and searches and things go. And that... Little entrepreneurial companies, everyone just keeps getting bought up by the big ones. Right. And so there's Not just... good for Joe Blow consumer and right. uh, Josephine Blow con- consumer. And I was even thinking, should we have her on? <laughs> but I thought, I don't want to read that book. Yeah. She um, wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get her on. She's I don't know. Well, but anyway, she's, she's smart and she's trying to do the right thing for businesses, for small businesses. And mm-hmm. it was interesting to see her on there and everything. She's, she's good. 
Tom Jones is on uh, Kimmel tonight, but first Kimmel, I can't even believe it. He's having Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Well, this Ooh, he you spoofs. don't even know how this happened, though. But I mean, he's he's got that guy spoofing Mike Lindell. That's hilarious. Who kind of took over for um, Fred Willard, totally. you know, being uh, yep. the character, and he can do a Mike Lindell my pillow. So how? But how I was this like started that, that, was Mike Lindell has a new a new like network or something okay. a new pot a new like a new online network or something. Okay. He started out and he was doing this 24 hour show with this other dude. And he keeps talking about Jimmy Kimmel. Why doesn't he just have me on his show? And mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And spewing stuff. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, like okay, okay. Oh I'm going to have you on. He says, no questions, a dumb question. I'll ask any, any answer, any question. So I cannot, this will be good TV tonight. Yeah, I think so. And then Tom Jones singing. Yeah, this will be. And sitting on the couch. And that's on ABC, our, our station yeah. here at KSTP. So that'll be Channel 5 tonight. That'll be good TV, I think. I got my DVR ready. I don't yep. know about my popcorn, but uh, I got the DVR ready. Yeah. For fast forward, you know, sorry. Oh, for crying out loud. We'll be back.